Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers got better in the transfer portal. This is a special basketball edition of Locked on Auburn. This is happening in Auburn, Alabama. We're a football school, but we're also an everything school. You are Locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked on Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. And the everydayers know that when we talk basketball, we bring in the Montgomery Radio vet, Daryl Daprich, the man who built the house he was born in. Daryl, looking at everything Bruce Pearl did via the transfer portal, and there was some drama that went along with it. But bringing in Denver Jones, bringing in Chad Baker Mazzara, bringing in Chady Johnson. Oh, yeah, and the Aiden Holloway kid's pretty dang good. Auburn got better over the last few months than where they were a year ago. They really did. There was an obvious roster reconstruction, and it is great to be talking basketball. It feels good. It's been such a long delay, and it's been a, a, a tumultuous offseason with certain things, but it's been good. And, and You have a roster, glow when you talk I basketball. Do. I, lo- I love it, man, and I love offseason. The transfer portal makes it so much fun. It, goes past, yeah. it does. It goes past recruiting, and now you've got to do a roster reconstruction he hired a new assistant coach. He did a great job, in my opinion, with this roster reconstruction. We heard a lot of names, kids that were tied to Auburn. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, again, Bruce Pearl went out and filled his largest need, and that is they needed to get better from the perimeter. They needed better outside three-point shooting. They needed guys with three-point field goal percentages over 35%. They got a natural two-guard in Denver Jones. They got a nice three that's 6'7". Chad Baker-Mazzara shoots 40% from three, left-hander, very athletic, very lean, very long, nice wing, prototypical wing at the three. And then Chaney Johnson, a kid that from UAH that you and I and Clay Sharp watched at the exhibition, and I couldn't take my eyes off him because he lit us up for 16 or 17 points, and he right. looked really good playing against SEC competition. Remember, that's how Bruce Pearl got Janai Broom. They played against Auburn, against SEC competition, and Bruce Pearl, he stood out to Bruce Pearl. Same thing with Chaney Johnson. He's a natural four. Aiden Holloway coming in. Everything that I've heard, he can make an immediate impact as a freshman, can be a stud, freshman, point guard. So he did – Bruce Pearl did a great job assessing needs and flaws of the roster. Yeah, yeah. And and I think there's going to be a little bit of addition by subtraction as well. Wendell Green – Entering the draft, we'll see certainly how that goes for him. And then uh, Alan Flanagan, he's out, uh, no longer a part of the program as well. And so now all of a sudden you look at the culture. That's been a big thing about this. And then you look at their ability to score from the perimeter, like you said. That was an emphasis on all this. This team getting more efficient from shooting from behind the arc, which is Whenever Bruce Pearl teams win a championship, which fortunately has happened a few times since he's been here at this point, they've been able to shoot better at the three. And they've been long enough to play good, effective defense. And you can certainly do this with the guys that they have put on this roster now. So looking at it, let's go through what we think the two deep could possibly be with this squad, Daryl. So I think at the point guard, I think Aiden Holloway is going to start at the point. I think he's going to come in. I love Trey Donaldson. He really emerged in the NCAA tournament. He's that guy that's going to improve and give you quality minutes. 
But that's okay. The Auburn team that went to the Final Four had a nice little one-two punch with Jared Harper and Javon McCormick. You need that point guard that can come in and play 15, 20 minutes, split it up. I like that, especially with Holloway being a freshman, him and Trey Donaldson carrying that load. So there's your two point guards. At the two guard, Denver Mm -hmm. Jones comes in from Florida International. He immediately slides in 18, 19 points per game guy, can shoot it from three. Katie Johnson's his backup. Good experience, good coming off the bench, instant energy. You love that role for him. At the three, I think Baker Mazzara starts, the kid from Northwest Florida that, that came in. And I think Chris Moore, who I really like, he's your hard hat guy, got all the tools, does everything it takes to win, everything you need. He's the Allen wrench, right, the, the Swiss Army knife. Yeah. He's, he'll back up at the three, at the four, Jalen Williams, who I think will emerge and really become even a, go to a higher level. He has to. He needs to improve, but I think he's got the, the capability to do that. He'll play the four, and this Cheney Johnson will come in off the bench. It's going to be interesting. My prediction is by the end of the year, even though Jalen Williams, I think is going to be even better than last year, him and Cheney Johnson are going to have similar minutes. It's going to be hard to keep Johnson off the floor. And then hopefully Broom withdraws his name from the draft, comes back to Auburn. Indications are that he will do that. And Dylan Cardwell is your backup at the five. Leor Berman's your utility to do. You just plug them yeah. in when you need them to get instant threes from the two or three position. I love all of that. And let's take a second. You mentioned Jani Broom there. Uh, he went and kind of was going to test the NBA draft waters, and he kind of kind of got hot is yeah. what it was like. You know, and all of the scrimmages and type games that they play throughout the NBA combine, he he's playing some of the best basketball that he's played in his career, which also shows maybe if he wasn't constantly in foul trouble, thank you, SEC officiating, how mm-hmm. effective he could possibly be for this team. I'm still the mindset, Daryl, that I don't think he will go to the NBA draft. But um, if he does, that'd be really bad. Like it'd be a really bad situation for this team because you can kind of tell, like they they didn't really pursue any centers. Like they need they they were planning on having Jani Broom another year. It would be very difficult. Put you behind the eight ball. And the only saving grace you might have is if there's a kid that's a grad transfer that's on a current roster right, right. now saw that Broom left and then said, oh, I can slide over to Auburn and start at the five at that program, I'll leave. That's the only hope and saving grace you have is there's a kid right now that's sticking with his team because there's no opening. But if that opening happened because Broom went to the draft, then maybe you'd see some movement. But you can't have a project at the five. You better have somebody that can give you double-doubles instantly to plug in or this team on the front line standpoint the only thing you could do mm-hmm. is you could go a little small like Bruce Pearl did with uh, McLemore that year and put Williams at the five and Chaney Johnson at the four and you can, and then have Cardwell be the backup. You could do that. Yeah. You may get beat on the boards a little bit, but Bruce Pearl has had teams that he's got a little bit small like that, that that, that would be an option, and then you just get a center for backup. A, a guy, go get a guy like that Uday from Kansas or whatever that they've offered as a, as a backup for depth. Yeah, and Jalen played center. Was it his freshman year? The Sharif Cooper year, he, he was he the starting center. And so, I mean, it's definitely not his natural spot, but a, as a worst-case scenario, you know, break How glass. How Jalen Williams? Is he 6'8"? Let's Look see that up here. Because here's the thing. Janai Broom is 6'8", 230. Okay, Janai Broom 6'9". So, yeah. I mean, you're not you're, – you're losing an inch at the five position. He's listed 6'10 on the roster, but I totally feel you. Yeah. And, and, and Jalen Williams a little more explosive. 
than Janai Broom. He is from a lift verticality standpoint. He is. So that may be your plan B if you don't get a center that's a grad transfer that jumps into the portal if they saw Broom leave. But but what we want is plan A, and that is Broom to come back. And that's and that solves everything. Yeah. And, and it's nothing against Dylan Cardwell. Just Dylan Cardwell's a guy that you want to play 12 minutes in the SEC. Yeah, the it's, offensive set is limited. The offensive skill set's a little limited in the tool bag. So that's why he's he's high energy guy, dunks around the rim, good defense, mm-hmm. but he needs needs a little more tools yeah. from an offensive standpoint. But for 12 minutes a game, like he's he's perfect. He's exactly what if you want. He gets want. you six, six points, eight points a game five rebounds, a couple of blocks, and the way yeah. he gets the crowd hype, that's you take it. what you need. You need guys. He's a glue guy. He really you absolutely is take guy. it. You absolutely take it. All right, Daryl, uh, let's talk about expectations and you know who who's the leader on this team now because it kind of seemed like it was Zepp, mm-hmm. and now we'll see who it is moving forward. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs my favorite pair of shorts ever. I've got two pair. Daryl, you were uh, you were looking at a few of them as well earlier this week over at birddogs.com. You can head over to birddogs.com slash locked on college to check out all of the, the great value that you can find. They've got that liner in them, so which makes them versatile. Daryl, you can uh, you can wear them anywhere, and people aren't gonna know that they're, they're not like super, you know, dressy, dressy shorts, but they kind of look it. They look the part, they look great, they feel great, very versatile. Uh, head over once again to birddogs.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college. All one word. You can see it there on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, use locked on college for a free tumbler with every single purchase. Daryl, looking at just this roster now and the expectations behind it, you're going to have your same players in the sec, right? Like your Arkansas is going to be good under Musselman. They just are. We all hate it. Um, I don't think Bama is going to be as good as they were a year ago. They've got a lot of holes to, to, to patch up. And then Kentucky, they've got like eight scholarship players on the roster right now. Like they have just been abysmal in the transfer portal. I think Auburn's in a situation where they can still be a top quarter team in the SEC this season. I think they will be. I think the Kentucky thing is is real. They didn't do very well in the transfer portal and Calipari's under extreme pressure. Alabama lost a lot of players, and then Betty Ako decides to stay in the draft at the time we're taping this. So Arkansas is going to be, like you said, a force to be reckoned with because of Musselman. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think he went after every portal guy there is. But I like Auburn's roster from a chemistry standpoint. I know that may sound weird that you're bringing in three new guys, but I think it goes back to that addition by subtraction thing that you talked about. I think this is going to be a closer basketball team, have a little bit more chemistry, a little bit more glue factor there. So yeah. I, I like Auburn. I like Auburn finishing, you know, the top three in the SEC. I just – I like that roster. I like that depth. Uh, and I think they address needs. I, I believe they address needs. And I, I think that Denver Jones, to me, is one of the most underrated transfer portal gets in the whole SEC. This is a two-guard that can absolutely score the basketball. and they don't, they don't grow on trees. And Auburn was seriously lacking in that. When you take your biggest weakness – and you find what you need times three, three dudes that can stroke the three, yeah. and then you have the other players around it. And the key is going to be to me, Holloway. I know people have this fear factor that, oh, all these five stars or four stars that are hyped, what happened with Westry and Trey Hort? Completely different players, completely different circumstances. Don't get caught up in all that. Yeah. Aiden Holloway is special, and he'll make an impact. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Could you describe – or could you compare Denver Jones 
to another player? Does he remind you of anyone that played at Auburn? Or just doesn't have period? to be an Auburn guy. Doesn't have to. Be. I mean, if there's an Auburn guy that comes to mind, sure, but it doesn't have to be. Man, that's, he's just he's a two that can shoot it, but it's also a good slasher to the rim. He reminds me a little bit of Bryce Brown. You know, if I was sticking to the Auburn aspect yeah. as far as how he could shoot it, but he could also put it on the the floor and blow by you and slash to the basket. He's not a just sit out behind the perimeter shoot kind of guy. He can put it on the floor and blow by you. You know, he's six three, six four, decent yeah. size. So yeah, he that's what he reminds me of. Uh Chad Baker Mazzara reminds me of a guy that I'm really throwing it back. A lot of these guys that are listening and watching this, there's a guy that played for UNLV named Stacy Augman, and he was about six seven, left-hander, very lean. They called him the rubber band man, very straight. I mean, and that's what he reminds me of. When I watched him play, and that Gilchrist kid from Kentucky, too, a little bit, that left-hander, very, oh, yeah. very skinny kind of thing. So Shea Gilchrist. So that, you know, he, even though he doesn't run the point, um, and then Cheney Johnson's just – he reminds me of, of a little bit taller Malik Dunbar. I'll take that. You know, Dunbar was 6'4". Johnson, I think, is 6'6". But he does so many different things. He can shoot the three, surprisingly, for playing from the four position. But he's a, he's a good rebounder, and he's really, really good attacking the offensive glass. Yeah. Hopefully all that translates to Auburn, that they do mm -hmm. the things that we just talked about at Auburn, though. Sure. Right. As far as like the leadership factor and all this, we talked about chemistry and, you know, historically Bruce Pearl teams, they all seem to like love each other. You know, like they all seem to just have this super close family feel and that makes them better as a team. Don't think we saw that last year, but we've seen it most years since Bruce has been here. Who, who could be that guy? Do you think can, can Aiden do it as a freshman? Cause naturally mm -hmm. your, you know, your point guards kind of that dude typically. Yeah. Um, who, who do you think it could be? Jalen Williams, perhaps? I think Jalen Williams and Janiah Broom are going to have to emerge as the two guys, especially okay. Broom. Broom started taking on a little bit of that mantle towards the end of last year. Good point. As far as, you know, on the court and off the court from the bench, being that cheerleader guy kind of getting – but he he seems to have that leadership mantle that he can, he can uh, translate. Same with Williams. And don't underestimate, even though he's a transfer, a guy like Denver Jones who's so seasoned and has played mm -hmm. so much basketball, coming in and as the season – turns from non-conference to conference and he's played 12 13 games with Auburn he's a guy from the guard position that I'd like to see some I think we'll see some leadership from as well sure sure I feel like since we're talking basketball like when we normally throw to Henry's for a second it's like I know. Henry's fixes everything maybe Bruce Pearl called Henry's service company to be like yeah let's fix the three-point shooting and Clay Sharp hooked him up with all of these guys. That's kind of what it feels like. We didn't have a little catchy phrase, though, right, to start this show with. We didn't have that little play on words that we normally mm -hmm. have. That's a lot of fun that I'm looking forward to next year, every game coming out with those to kick off the show. They're yeah. great. Yep, for sure. Daryl, how can people give you some love, brother? DAP6410. Follow me on Twitter uh, with you once a week, just depending on what we need to talk about. Love being unlocked on Auburn. And then on Tuesdays uh, at 1115, I'm on the Max Roundtable. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning into this special edition of Locked on Auburn. We'll be back on Monday. Once again, this has been Locked on Auburn.